0: Mom, that don't come out right. They fight, they never write. That's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. <laughs> well, tonight, on the sturdy mic, you're about to hear. We swear the, the best star rappers of the year. So, so, cheering them, yell, scream, bravo. bravo. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show. You're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live on Facebook, okay? All you have to do is go to Facebook.com, New Haven Independent, or just go to your Facebook page and look us up. And with that said, good evening. This is the show, and I have the good fortune of being its host. My name is Michelle Turner, and in the studio with me today, besides the Obviously being downtown New Haven, right? You hear all, all of the sirens. And you know, since it's downtown, it's not always good to try to wait them out because they'll beat you before you beat them. But anyway, in the studio with me this afternoon, evening, as we move moving to the evening hour, is Love Fed New Haven. That is the organization founded by Deshaun Harris and Raven Blake. And they're in the studio with us today to discuss what LoveFed is, what its goals are, what the mission is, and the fact that there are no people of color doing city farming within city limits. So hello, y'all. Thanks for coming.
1: Hey,
2: how's it going?
0: Thanks How man. are you? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so this question's for either one of you. How did you come to decide that love fed was something that new Haven needed?
1: <laughs> okay, I'll start. Um, I kind of just came to Dashaun with the idea because he helped me out with um, my own home garden last year and building a bed for it. Uh-huh. Um, and just assisted me all throughout that process. And, just um, from meeting him last year and keeping in touch and talking about different issues around food and security in New Haven. Um, it had always been a topic of conversation that, you know, uh, there aren't organizations led by people of color doing this work. Um, and, and we thought we could create something that um, addresses these issues and, and also acts on them. Um, in the in a in an effective way, because we're we're from here and we look like the people that we're trying to help.
0: So Deshawn, yes. you're the farmer in all this. Yes, indeed. Raven will refer to you as, as the rookie. Is that okay? Because <laughs> you're learning. Oh, oh yeah. Oh
1: you're yeah. You're learning yeah, yeah. the farming farm. piece. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you your expertise is a little spread out. I'm his
1: apprentice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. I was going
0: to say you're his you're his shadow, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yes. Indeed. But. Deshaun,
1: how did you
0: get into this, and how did you decide this was something you wanted to do? Good
2: question. Um,
0: I would say it started
2: about two years after I came after I came home from college. I graduated from North Carolina A&T. You're an Aggie. Yeah, you were yeah. An Aggie. Yep. Yep. I'm
0: Aggie. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Aggie pride. I got here. my A in front of my G. <laughs> In front of my G, in front of my I, in front of my E, in front of my pride, I love my Aggie pride. Aggie hey, pride Aggie word. pride. <laughs> so yeah, and, like, in, not... in all, <laughs> back, I know, back, right? Back. Just carried away, right? Back, back. But in all seriousness. <laughs> yes, yes. It is the Agricultural and Technical State University. Indeed, yes. So, so was that your major or? No,
2: interestingly enough. So I was exposed to it definitely because, again, it isn't agricultural university um, yeah i majored in political science wow which is a special political science department um because it's in aggie land and there's a lot of like history there and
0: that's that's my minor yeah oh nice indeed <laughs> yes, indeed,
2: indeed. <laughs> so like the sitting movement started with the great right. four. right so things like that a lot of things have happened over the years so um i came home wanting to do grassroots work uh-huh. um from a political side and i did a few things in the city as far as like um uh volunteering for like um congress people and just mm-hmm. checking out different avenues and it wasn't grassroots enough for me. Um I And when
0: you say that, what do you mean it wasn't grassroots enough for you? Um, uh, people weren't involved or communities weren't involved the way you wanted to see it?
2: Yes, pretty much the way I wanted to see it. And a lot of that is um because again, people in the community aren't as involved as they should be to mm-hmm. you know, guide the process of yeah. organizations being involved, but um And a lot of it is like, again, with a lot of organizations, there's not enough manpower. There's not enough. um, There's systems and protocols that you have to go through depending Uh on your profession Uh and what you're into. And a lot of times, those things are either outdated um, for actually reaching people per se, maybe not for the office, um, or they're just not not good. And so, just seeing like, um, you can be a good politician per se, but if you're only helping maybe 10, 20 people versus, you know, your whole constituency, then, um, it kind of gets to be an issue. Even if you have a good heart, you want to help everybody. I mean, you understand the nature of politics. So that's where grassroots come in. It's like, all right, so we'll do it from the ground up and we'll get everyone involved. And that way we can, you know, create something where everyone can get a piece of that pie. So, um, after working, um, and just, just figuring things, I also work for, um, the care, um, Mm -hmm. Um, Yale Health School of School of Public Health. They mm-hmm. have um, organization called Care there, and they did like a three year survey um, going around the city of New Haven, getting information about people's eating habits and diets and things like that. And so I was like on the ground, knocking on doors in the city. Wow. Fresh out of school, like mm-hmm. po- political science, so it was just right up my alley, and really getting like real information beyond like the um the things we had to fill out. But just people want an event. This is like during the recession time. Right. So there was a lot of like just concern about health issues and food issues, and so just just opened my eyes to to just things so coming to the conclusion that um growing our own food was a feasible thing that could be done um mm-hmm. in a in a reasonably like quick way, I guess you can say. um I chose to develop that skill set, so I did my research and, and how did you develop it? Good question. so I did my research and I ended up volunteering that um. Uh, the Yale, Yale School Food Sustainable Project, their farm out there, um, the Marsh Botanical Gardens, New Haven Farm, mm-hmm. um, and Common Ground. And so after volunteering a season at all these places, just getting in my hands there wanting to learn, Common Ground offered me a job there. They mm-hmm. actually um, offered me a job as an apprentice. Wow. Where Raven is right now. So um, taking that job there, I was able to do a full growing season. Uh-huh. And then from near on, uh, here we are, five six years later. I um, have stepped my way up to basically having my own agricultural business and doing things in the community to really get this this mission out. Indeed.
0: So, when you first took this on, or you first, you all mm-hmm. first had this conversation. Mm-hmm. What were the deciding factors that you all said, okay, we can do this. And we're going out into the community and we're going to really make an attempt to make it work. What was that first conversation like?
1: I'm like, dang. Ooh, I, I guess I was January." Facts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. um, I... I, I'm currently in um, a culinary program that's a plant-based culinary program in the city um, through the Natural Gourmet Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I commute there part-time and I've been in hospitality in the wine industry for several years, seven years uh, since I've graduated from undergrad. Yes, so, please
0: tell so that your mama will know that we respect her hustle. I know, right? <laughs> to get you through school she would kill me
1: yeah so i graduated um (laughs) um with the um food management and hospitality food hospitality and food service management degree from syracuse university okay and it's since been in the you know hospitality in general but specifically wine um and you know had so many different jobs also in that and was really um you know through that like was really trying to uh, find my place uh-huh. in the industry or what what you know I was most passionate about um uh so for a while I'd been uh, following along um uh, or just like interested in food justice and food issues because mm-hmm. honestly like even though I was in this industry and it could be glamorous that sometimes I was definitely I would come back to the hood because it's my home and I usually even when I was living in New York I was living in, in like Bed-Stuy. And it wasn't the, the nicer part of best that's getting judged right now. So So these issues are like very real to me. And yeah, like um yeah. in in hit home because they were in my homes, um, happening in my home. So uh it'd been an interest in, in last year. Um a few different things just led me into finally go like taking the step to enroll in this program that I'd been looking at for years on um, just to get a more um literally just like a culinary aspect of Uh of, um to so that i could have that insight to do uh food entrepreneurship whatever that would be because i'm still like figuring that out but i definitely always knew or you know have had a sense for a while now that i want to do something um that helps people um and especially that helps people to alleviate um you know food issues that um, low-income communities have um and and agriculture um uh, when i was working at a winery i was a seller a and harvest intern mm-hmm. um at bedell Cellars, um which was my most favorite experience in mm-hmm. wine actually um and it was a very hands-on for me and the first time i was like seeing a product go from like you know a harvesting nourishing a vine and harvesting it uh-huh. and then taking it in and turning to what it, what we enjoyed, you know, wanting to be now. So, um, I think that also really, um, took me on the path of, I mean, when I was younger, my mom gardened at home. It was something my great grandparents did. Um, and so I was definitely interested in the food aspect, growing your own food sustainably at large. I'm also and interested in like environmental studies, um thinking about pursuing it as my master's so Mm -hmm. so these are all issues that we've been talking about and just like you know seeing it happen in our city and just being like you know we we would really like to see this we would really like to see this and we really like to see this and we have like different skill sets um and but together we uh really thought that we could make this happen so in january i just like Put my job and <laughs> I, <was like, laughs> I was like i gotta do i just can't anymore i just really want to um because i was applying to jobs too in these fields but i didn't have the experience
0: uh-huh and um, that made all the difference right and
1: that made all the difference because it's like at the end of the day i couldn't you know i was only gonna get a job in a restaurant or right. in wine because i had the experience and everybody wants experience with organizing stuff like that and i'm like i know i can do it but like I could sit around and and look for jobs all day and not get them and try to, like, beg for them and intern or something crazy. Or we could create this organization and just make it happen. And
0: make it happen. So your mission is to help our neighbors grow their own food at home and cultivate a growing community within New Haven that works toward alleviating food insecurity. And practices of food sovereignty, sovereignty, <laughs> sovereignty. sustainability,
1: sustainably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
0: I can and I don't have all my glasses. So oh, forgive word. me for that one. <laughs> so Deshaun, Yes. when you talk about food insecurity, mm-hmm. what is that exactly? I mean, I know, but I'd like for the audience to have an idea.
2: It's a good question. Um, there's levels to it. Uh-huh. But in general um food
0: insecurity. Get closer to the mic. Yes, can you hear me now? Yes. All
2: right. Awesome. <laughs> so um again there's levels to it, but in general food insecurity um is talking about options or the lack of options. Mm-hmm. Um as far as uh being able to secure local organic food, um mm-hmm. produce. Um there are a lot of food deserts out there. Um there are like technical terms for a food desert, but basically, we in New Haven, there's a lot of food deserts. Um, I think about uh, like Hill House as a landmark, and if you walk around Hill House until you get to Welly Avenue, and the only thing out there really is, um, well, there's a Stop and Shop, but Edge of the Woods, yeah. Um, but there's like corner stores um, and fast food places, right? Which we know um, have like no real decent products, maybe the water
3: in
0: there.
2: <laughs> um As far as health goes, I'm not trying to like put anybody down and Right. this down. Right. But when we're talking about um, food. When you're talking me, about
0: healthy yeah, alternatives. Indeed.
2: indeed. And I feel like um there's there was a wave that happened I guess with the corner store and with the whole influx of all the options and things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what generation that was but when that happened it's just like food kind of fell off of our radar mm-hmm. and to the point where it's like we feel like food is relatively expensive now. Yeah, buying real food, versus right? Like fake food at these stores and things right. like that. Right. So it's just putting everything into perspective. But in general, um, food insecurity is something that um, uh, is prevalent throughout the United States. It's prevalent within the city. Some of it's educational, of course. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what healthy food is. Um, don't even know that they ha- they don't have any options. Like you know. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to it. But yes, hopefully that answered. It does. Yes. It answers Peace. it answers
0: my question. Peace. So in doing this, mm-hmm. when we start to talk about growing in people's yards, mm-hmm. what does that take? What's the man hours in that and the training that goes into it? Because with New England being a four seasons place, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to, to start growing, you know, planting now and then harvesting, Mm -hmm. but it's another thing to maintain things, everything from, you know, protecting your garden from the weather to particular rodents. Yes, indeed. You know, so what does that look like and how does it work when you come in to set up someone's garden? Mm -hmm. What's the first thing you do? Good question. So, um, there's
2: a, a two-step process mm-hmm. so the first step process um we go and we assess the site of course um we handle any um like agreements as far as like um we have permission to put things on your space uh you know liability get closer liabilities or anything like that mm-hmm. um and then we discuss basically um what are your desires for a garden so again like talking about food insecurity or health issues so maybe you want a garden because um, you have diabetes or somebody you know in your household has diabetes uh-huh. maybe they want food that's good to help with the um with that particular condition mm-hmm. or maybe um food is too high and maybe you want every time you go buy greens you're like dropping prices like you're dropping a lot of money so maybe you want to subsidize that and grow it yourself mm-hmm. so we work out that plan with individual um and then we we help them um come up with a crop plan that's what we call it in farming terms or whatever, and um from there the individual has the option to we come and we offer standard a raised bed um, mm-hmm. for outdoors or a, a, a shelf with um, like pots and soil to put up there for indoors um, for free and then there's options to upgrade to all participants um, mm-hmm. to something more um, we can turn a whole yard into a mini garden or a mini farm if they really wanted that mm-hmm. um so anyway, that process, that's the first day. So we go and we talk about and we figure out this space and we look at the lighting and we look at everything, everything that's possible that we need to look at as far as assessment goes. And then um, the next meeting that we have, we actually go and break the ground, install things. Mm-hmm. We do this with our participants so they get to learn how to actually um, build this themselves if they wanted to take it further on their own or just yeah. insight. Um, and also... Those are the initial phases. Yeah. And then you become a, a basically a member of um, our organization. And we offer um, frequent um, uh, garden sessions, basically garden workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're also available for, you know, direct questioning. Um, one of our goals is to funnel people into the community gardens that are already in New Haven. Yeah. Um, especially for like workshops and things like that. Um, because unity is definitely a key it's part of what we're trying to do. We're just trying to reach the individual first to get them on that page. Yeah. Right. Um, so right. that's pretty much, you have anything to add Raven?
1: So, yeah. We, <laughs> d- because we understand that everybody obviously isn't an expert. So we're we'll right. working with people with, at different, um, levels and that will be part of that assessment. And just like, are you experienced? Are you not like, you know, have you grown anything? Do you do it with your community garden already? Mm-hmm. Um, and going from there, um, But the events programming is definitely something that's supposed to be tailored to help them along the way to learn more, learn together with their neighbors, um, share food with their neighbors. Um, And and it just and as far as like the man hours that goes in, even just after they have any type of setup, it's all going to come with their availability. But if you're in a household with a family that you're doing it with, then, you know, you you can take turns and do it with your kids. Like it's an activity that could be with everybody, um, a learning experience. So, um, and I know people who do it and they have like, I mean, we all know people I'm sure who do it right. already to have full time jobs. They water in the morning before to work or something. Um, and usually people's, I think schedules are kind of lighter in the summer, depending on mm-hmm. what your field is. So you have more time to like harvest and, and you know, when, things are actually growing and, you know, you're, you have, um, your beds are really like fruitful and stuff like that. So, um, it just depends on where you start and what you're interested in doing and growing.
0: So uh, the question becomes mm-hmm. how do you protect it? Good question. How do you protect it from, cause I know I've got, believe it or not, I've got chipmunks in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I would love to do one, but I know I've got a family of squirrels in my yard. Mm. Now I've discovered the chipmunks mm. and Chipmunk. we've got feral cats, mm-hmm. which is a big city thing, right? The cats. The cats are. <laughs> and you know what else? And this may sound a little off, mm-hmm. but on the other end of my street, like going toward Prospect Street, mm-hmm. there are foxes. one mm. There are, I'm, I, I, I kid you not. There are foxes. So when you start oh, to put you. all of that in the mix, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you wonder, you know, how much can you protect your garden? Indeed. So, um, there
2: are, there are different ways to protect your garden. Actually, um, there's the the passive approach, the um, planting things that these animals particularly don't like around okay. your garden. Um, okay. Companion planting in general, planting different things together, is way more beneficial than just planting rows. Or yeah. something Anyway. Yeah. Um, it protects from bugs and pests. Okay. Also, we're our standard is like raised bed if it's outside, so there um you can like make a hoop house, a small hoop house with like PVC pipe and things. It's one of the options that we actually offer. Okay. Um, it's not the free option, but it's definitely it's not an expensive option either. Yeah, okay. Um, so there are ways to um like literally make barriers, especially since they're like beds and not like a whole yard that you're trying right. to protect per se. So you don't right. put up like a big fence or anything like that. Right. Um. And in general, I mean, sometimes they will come and eat things. Not hopefully, not like foxes and things like that. But you know, squirrels, <laughs> yeah. you know. But they they usually do their thing. I have worked on a few farms in the city. And just in general, um, almost no one protects um, from animals, especially like squirrels and things that can just hop a fence. Like, right, you know, um, right. It's kind of hard. Yeah, right? indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of things they won't like certain things. If people, another thing is we don't have to grow certain things. So like, if um, or there are different options to grow certain things. So mm-hmm. maybe you'll have some of your garden outside or out, just out in the open, because we know pests won't eat this stuff. Right Maybe they really like tomatoes, so we'll cover our tomatoes in that one little spot, and again, it's an inexpensive addition to what we're trying to do, yeah. but there or you
0: different. can grow them indoors as well, right, yes, indeed, yeah, and we do
2: have the indoor option um again i i, I have a my own yard mm-hmm. in, off of valley street um, and I don't really have an issue with that, like um as far as like just pests coming and eating all my food or anything like that Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. facts. <laughs> And I live in Westville, so you know. that's Yeah, like right so on the you've mountain. got a little bit of everything yeah,
0: from deer to oh raccoons indeed. to indeed. Literally. you know. Yes, indeed. And and deer's are no joke because yes. they eat a little bit of everything. everything. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> indeed.
2: they eat a little bit of everything. Indeed, indeed. And again, um, with those techniques, you really drastically decrease the even chance of something coming in and terrorizing your garden. Mm-hmm. Um, the more mm-hmm. diversity you have, the more they will just bypass. Yeah, indeed. Maybe if you have like catnip, um, mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. garden, like the cats will gravitate towards that. Clearly, you know, like things right. like that. But um, so it could be a good trap plant to just keep them away and just give them something to do. Yeah, in a corner somewhere or whatever, or it could just be um, just just there, you know, because it's, it's actually a, something you can use. You so can you use, yes.
0: yeah. So. I'm interested in the whole political aspect of this mm-hmm. because and and I'm going to show my age here but yeah. <laughs> back in the day when I was really a preteen mm-hmm. there were different organizations that were of color that did, you know, advocate growing your own food and you know mm-hmm. having markets, you know, open Air markets and, Mm -hmm. you know, growing your food, not only at your house, but having community gardens. Community gardens, when I came back to New Haven in the 80s, were a very popular thing. And so now, you know, you have some remnants of that, Mm -hmm. but it's not like it was before. But when I was a kid and you had all of these so-called revolutionaries, one of the things that they definitely were trying to get the community to invest in was to grow their own food. Mm-hmm. And in turn, they felt as if this would not only help the health of the community, mm-hmm. but it was community building. Yes, yes, And so when I look at you all's goals, mm-hmm. that's some of the things that you talk about yes. mm-hmm. love ethics, community building, mm-hmm. Addressing and resolving various public health, environmental justice, mm-hmm. and economic issues that are, I don't want to use the words plaguing, the word plaguing, mm-hmm. but certainly having uh, an effect which is not positive mm-hmm. on the communities. So talk a little bit about why that's one of your goals. Indeed. I mean, it it may be obvious, but I, I figure there's a method to the madness, so to speak. <laughs>
1: right yeah sure okay. um, these are just like things because we're, we're all still formulating everything and mm-hmm. still working on getting incorporated as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. so these are just goals that we had down over the conversations that we've had since meeting one another and always just talking about food mm-hmm. and the things that um, you know um, cause that Sean's been to um or okay. so Farm uh, in New York. And what town New York? And what
0: is that? Grafton. What is So Fire Farms?
2: Indeed. So So Fire Farm is a family-owned um, organization who has a farm in Grafton, New York. I don't know how big it is, but it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, she's talking about this program that they have every year um, where they invite um, Black and Latino up-and-coming emerging farmers. Um, and they actually have, like, three or four sessions now. They've upgraded since I first started But you go there and you get um, just a hands-on-grounds experience on, like, farming. Uh And you also get the whole social justice piece um, as far as, like, minorities in the farming world and food health and everything.
1: And history
0: behind it. So how does food, because Mm -hmm. I've heard somebody say meat oppresses black people, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, really? Come on. You know, but... (laughs) you know that that sounds like you know meat is out there and it's throwing itself in the way of black people injustice
1: and, <laughs> you know like, it's like like meat itself is doing yeah that. Fact, like meat itself yeah. is instead doing of like it. the system behind yeah. right you know and production yes,
0: of, fact, yeah yeah, all of that <laughs> so you know every time i hear something like that i'm like <sighs> <too laughs> come simplified. on y'all yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's simplified yeah, a, yeah it's, it's a little bit less than what you're making it yes i mm-hmm. get the point mm-hmm. you know that OK, so we know, as you discussed earlier, there are food deserts. Mm-hmm. We know that certain types of meat are not good for people because of the way that meat is grown. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that meat ends up in our communities mm-hmm. instead of it being uh, grass fed because mm-hmm. grass fed is more expensive as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, the, the drugs that may be pushed into a particular animal so that they not only reproduce faster, but, you know, put more meat on their bones, so to speak. Indeed, yeah. So we know all of that. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, when you all mm-hmm. talk about food oppression, mm-hmm. what does that mean and what does that look like?
2: That's um, a lot, too. That's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> um, so
2: I could just think about it from, I guess, from my where I'm at right now so mm-hmm. um, there is opportunity for us to grow our own food but I'm learning more and more that systems are in place um, mm-hmm. intentionally or unintentionally that make that harder than it should, should
0: be. be Okay indeed
2: um, so from a personal perspective on a city level it's like um, it's hard to really organize it just in general really like to get some grassroots things going it's really hard to organize um and I hope we're breaking that barrier when we're doing this. I feel like we are. Mm. But um so just a lot of things that I've learned working as an urban farmer in New Haven. Um New Haven is not a big place. Right. Um and the places that I've worked for or worked with supposedly or they do, they serve um people who are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. And is 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 not a lot happening? Like you know, like I'm one right. of those people who are underrepresented. Like literally, I live in these neighborhoods. I've grown up in these neighborhoods. All my family, all my friends, yeah. and it's just like yeah, I don't see like I can ask them about these organizations, and they don't even know they exist. Right, like literally on the same block. So so
0: is that? But is that oppression?
2: It in a way it is because it's like there's no real i mean there are people who want to farm there are people who've tried to farm there are people who have tried to get things together but there's no real like backing for it per se mm-hmm. um you really have to like bite this bullet like raven said like she's just like you know what i'm just going like just go all the way in with this because there is no avenue for me to go and express or further explore or develop my skill set to help my community
3: uh uh-huh. so
2: um And this is just, I'm speaking, like, for organizations, but from the food side. Like, Mm -hmm. trying to get into the food world, basically. Um, It's, when you're trying to do something for yourself, um, and you are capable of doing it for yourself, it kind of becomes a distraction when other people try to help, even with a good heart. Right. If they're not really in the mix, and they don't know what's really going on and what's really needed at the moment. So... I mean, I see a lot of oppression with that on a on a bigger scale, of course. Um, I mean, you talked about like just how our foods that we eat are cancerous, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. to keep it keep it plain and simple. Um, yeah, and a lot of that is is production. A lot of that is overconsumption. Um, I'm thinking about like when my grandmother used to eat, she grew up on a farm, so even though they ate meat, like it was a delicacy, like you know, right? Um, and at the time, it may not have been something that they wanted to be a delicacy, but since it was, I mean, I'm pretty sure it contributed to their overall health, mm-hmm. um, not over And so there's just a lot of, like, um, when you look at commercials, when you look at everything, like, no one's right. really advocating anything healthy. And if they are, there's a crazy price tag next to it. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's so much. And being a farmer, knowing that a lot of these price tags are unnecessary, like, the raise in the prices are yeah. unnecessary, so... Yeah. Um, I see it in a different way than like just
0: like most as
2: un- unlike most people. Yes, indeed, indeed, Yeah. And Raven, you could touch on um other ways. Yeah, I mean, because yeah.
1: it's just you know obviously a very complex system <laughs> itself. Right. Food, period, and that's I think um you know just to touch on what you were saying. Like I like I think we definitely reflect on what we've known as like our ancestors to have done, mm-hmm. and especially. Um, migrants to New Haven mm-hmm. as black folk mm-hmm. um, during the Great Migration. Like, what, you know, like, because I always refer to like my great grandparents that were on Reed Street who raised nine children mm-hmm. who never went hungry. And everybody, all like my great grandparents lived into like their 90s. And um, and my great grandmother was like reciting poetry up until like her death, you know, like mm-hmm. she had her mind all, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we reflect on, a lot on. Um, the practices in the past and just like the what we know of Mm -hmm. when you grow your own food and knowing um and having a relationship with food like that Mm -hmm. i think it i think that's what we definitely envision when we when we're planning what we're planning because we really just want people to connect to food again because we're not we you know it's 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 kind of outlandish for anyone um especially starting out where we are right now to just be like we're about to just take care of this problem and there ain't gonna be no food insecurity in New Haven or something. <laughs> but when you start from a place, we try to make it a holistic approach. Uh-huh. And not just like, you know, having even the workshops that we plan on having and stuff. I plan on doing culinary some culinary things that I've been um learning in school. Yeah. But not just like you should eat this because it's nutritious. Right. And X, y, Z. Mm-hmm. right. Um but making it culturally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um and, and when people are tending to food in the way of that they're growing their own food, they just generally become more involved with it. They understand it better. They understand making choices around it better. Mm. And then it opens up doors to um, what, the, what other things they will be aware of. Mm-hmm. Like they will then be aware of food that they buy from the store, how to buy those food items, or why it's more expensive. Um, to buy certain things or why better Um, you know, food stores are in other mm-hmm. neighborhoods and not their own.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then it, it can, you know, like after that it's endless. It's like, they can evolve into like really wanting to get into, especially like for kids when we plan on doing um, like food entrepreneurship things and, yeah. and training down the line yeah. for sure. Um, Like getting kids to like go into like environmental studies. Cause they'd be like, Oh, like, when I was younger, like I was in love with New Haven and like these are all ideals that they were introduced to Because mm-hmm. a lot of where we're going in the future with all this like climate change and things like that. Like I we really don't want people to be left behind who look like us, who are from where we're from, because we're going to need people who are most affected by environmental right. injustices right. in the at at the table um, having these conversations and knowing exactly you know having and having you know good ideas and things that they can implement because they know exactly um how it is to live like this you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um and and living sustainably and living so that you know all groups are considered um because everybody's always talking about i keep saying like the rate 2050 we're going to have a population that's you know, like how are we gonna feed the world? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't especially New Haven's like it's a small city, but we um, you know, with the small steps that we're taking now, we could have we could be like um the people who like equip others to then go out and study these things to um be change makers. You know, like um so I I definitely think um we're it, it seems small right now, but there's like so much potential for like great things like that so that people can go in the field and, and, um, and basically dismantle these systems of oppression that we have in the way and set up for these, you know, broken food systems mm. that we're trying to fix.
0: Mm. You're listening to the show on WNHH LP 103.5 FM broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and we are streaming live on Facebook. In the studio with me right now are the founders of Love Fed, Deshaun Harris and Raven Blake. And what we're talking about are the goals of their particular organization. So are you all eyeing different plots of land around the city? Are you willing <laughs> to talk about that yet? Or you want to kind of keep that to yourself?
1: Oh, we're definitely plotting, but we're so in the in the stages of just like trying to get participants, recruit uh-huh. folk. So talk
0: about that. Talk about how people can join your organization.
1: Mm-hmm. We have um, just like we have our social media all together. So anything <laughs> and everything you can find on the social media, social media is popping right now. We are on Facebook at Love Fed New Haven, and then Instagram at also well. And on Instagram at lovefed and it's NHV,
0: that mm-hmm. little, that
1: little, you know, okay. hashtag that's being well known for, for New Haven's hashtag now. So yeah. lovefed, NHV on Instagram. Um, and both of those have links to, um, like, you're, if you're specifically um, low, have low income and you're in um, right now because we have a sm- such a small team. Mm -hmm. Um, which obviously we want to be all around the city. But right now we're serving low-income persons within Beaver Hills, Dwight, West Rock, New Hallville, The Hill, and Dwight neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, anybody that we can serve, we can serve. We just, like, have those parameters in case it gets out of control. But right now we have an open slate. So, um, you know, apply... Or s- schedule an appointment with us, and that's going to be at Calendly, so c a l e n d l y dot com mm-hmm. slash lovefednhv. And there you can book um, an appointment so that Dyshawn and, and or I can come to your home and help you like assess your space, you know, learn, learn what you want to go and go through that whole process. And and set you up to start growing because it's April, and even though people t- start talking about snow soon, <laughs> it seems like it's never ending. I'm oh, like, when is spring? Hey, Four seasons stay. in New England, England right? but... I'm like, dang. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it get you it get your shelving unit inside and start growing, and just and start from there. Um, and then, if you just want any info, if you want to, if you want to sponsor us, if you want to partner with us, mm-hmm. um, if you just want to donate, or if you want to volunteer. There's another link that's going to be bit.ly, uh, a little short link. So bit.ly slash lovefednhv. All
0: right. So who's your competition and why aren't there enough people of color doing this? Why? I don't even know if we have competition for what we're trying to do. And <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like that's why like
2: we're going to take off so fast. Yeah. Um, because we're doing it, like, home to home. I don't really know anybody in New Haven that's really, um... Doing it yeah, the indeed, way you all are Indiana doing it. I have, I, have a, I have an LLC that does this <laughs> as a business <laughs> because of my own competition. I don't know. But, right. right. Um, just in general, um, I feel like what we're doing um, is something that's just, just for us, you know? And it right. works. It works, indeed.
0: Because most of the places, the land trust, city seed... Mm-hmm. Common Ground. Even my girl used to run the kitchen at Common Ground. Who? Rhonda Deloach. What's up, Rhonda? Back. <laughs> it's <Yeah. That's> Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda. Yeah, that's, that's my that's that's one of my Indeed. my buds. We yeah, go we're way chilling back. now. She's <laughs> chilling. Yeah, <laughs> she's on the beach. Yeah, a bit. right. She right on the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know she used to do the the feast. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. she yes. did that. I remember the feast. She used yes. to do the feast. Um, New Haven Farms and Solar Youth for the most part, are not necessarily organizations that have black and brown people associated with Mm -hmm. them. Yes, indeed. At
1: least in leadership roles. And from New Haven.
0: Yeah, leadership roles from New Haven and donors, right? Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. True indeed.
0: (laughs) So in your vision, how do you change that? Because it seems that if you're you're somebody who's not from New Haven, then this is kind of like a hobby and it's (laughs) not necessarily uh something that maybe you you do have these organizations and I'm not saying that they don't do good work no yeah. or that they have not um serviced the people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it just seems that their missions may be quite different from yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um in general, yeah indeed. So for instance like the land trust
2: is more community garden oriented, mm-hmm. um which is something we'll be funneling the people to anyway. So it's more like we're actually helping out a lot of these organizations. Um, Common Ground is more of an educational mm-hmm. um, school, uh, this organization. Um, so the youth is more for, like, the youth program, um, more environmental, going out in nature.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, again, like, and then, like, Yale is kind of, like, for Yale, that's their garden. Yeah. New Haven Farms is doing community gardens, so they're kind of, like, with the land trust. Um they doing a little educational piece too which is awesome um but in general again like like you said like they their organizations they're relatively small in the city um and then a lot of the leadership does not represent what the city is mm-hmm. and so the communication gets lost um to the point where i mean you can pay somebody a full salary just to communicate with people who are right there in front of you right um so we don't have that problem. Again, like we're talking to ourselves. Like it's like right. going to my grandmother's house and just being like, This is it, this is what it is. <laughs> let's let's make this happen. Like, you know, it's a little easier for me to convince than this right. organization coming through trying to, you know, basically say you're doing something wrong, let's fix it, let's do it. Like mm-hmm. it's more like she said, it's more for the culture. So
1: And it's involving them throughout the whole process. Yeah. But, um, like we're helping them build their own beds. Indeed. And we're teaching them how to in their own home spaces. Like it's very connected. Um and um Gosh, and 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 even like for what we envision for people down the line, volunteers, like we hope to like teach young children, um, and even even adults for that part, like green entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. um, what it's like for you to have um like study agriculture or environmental anything or social justice.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, what that looks like as far as like actual career paths. Mm. Um, or doing something on your own, having your own business like Daishan does with Root Life. Um. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, these are uh we definitely like I think are naturally have a di- we already have are making so many connections uh-huh. just by word of mouth mm-hmm. just because we literally know so many people from mm-hmm. going to school here mm-hmm. living here for the most of our lives mm-hmm. and 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 people are down we've been getting so much love and support and and um, and people just like, come to my crib. Literally.
3: <laughs> Indeed. Come to
1: my crib. All right. Set up this day. Yeah. We do. And we do have a, a, an event coming up May 5th. Yes. With the lineage group. They're launching a new brand called Xevioso Community Preservation Alliance mm-hmm. that teaches survival skills and which is also goes hand in hand with growing your own food at home. Mm-hmm. um, Self-sustainability. So. We're doing an event with them May 5th at King Robinson School from 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. Links are also on the social media mm-hmm. as okay. well. Um, I'm like, anything else? I'm gonna oh, and we are going to be also um, in a very short amount of time, like starting um, educating kids at CONCAT Indeed. as well. Nice.
0: Facts. Yes. nice. So two questions, mm-hmm. and then we're out. Mm-hmm. One, how'd you come up with the name?
2: Good question um so if i remember it correctly <laughs> raven came up with uh love led the love led initiative uh-huh um which was also named still i think she's gonna use it for something indeed it's gonna be used it's gonna be used down the line for something. But, um but after talking about um what we wanted to do for this particular part of uh-huh. the work that we're doing um like love fed came to mind so we just ran with it um that's part of the love led thing. But now love fetish is love fed. Indeed. We we took love fed and we ran with it.
1: Indeed. We we're running with that. Um, and, and, and it's called love fed because, um, just literally from our approach in the different type of framework that we're trying to create and work from and, ev- and evolve from, cause it's right. going to keep changing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as far as like whatever the community needs, we want that to be the driving force of how we do expand. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're literally feeding our communities with love fact. and that's exactly why we're out here doing this i was like because we ain't really <laughs> we ain't getting paid for this right now fact, but fact. It's just because we care for our community and we think that we can like actually serve food justice because there's a difference between like the services that are being provided to these communities uh-huh. and actual food justice even though it's, it could be thrown in like people's you know missions and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just like but what when we lose when we use it all the time we lose sight of it mm-hmm. what we're actually doing mm-hmm. so what we've been actually i've been using trying to intentionally use more food sovereignty mm-hmm. um including people in the conversation and and empowering them through the process of growing their own food and and, and cultivating that relationship especially for people of color who, who might have difficult relationships i mean just from slavery mm-hmm. or other things with land and the negative mindset around it. And yeah. to turn that around.
2: Think Wakanda.
1: Yeah. Facts. Wakanda he- certified. Get your, <laughs> get your Wakanda certified hey. home garden.
0: <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> Hit up
1: the <love> fed. <laughs> <Facts>.
0: Wakanda forever. <laughs> Facts. Last thing. Yes. What is it that you all want the community to know about your organization? What do you want to leave people with? going out today? Um, the community, you
2: are already a part of our organization. Mm. We are here for you. Again, it is backed by love. Um, if you want to reach out, please do. Um, we are here to serve indeed. Raven?
1: Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but also, <laughs> and but- also just the to- <laughs> 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 to attach to that that um, we want the community to know also that even just through what we're trying to create it's just like you just, all you need to really have is a passion and determination mm-hmm. um, and you don't always have to True. go through the specific avenues that mm-hmm. people say you have to mm-hmm. to make something happen but mm-hmm. you can create one and um, and then once you do that like things will just gravitate towards you mm-hmm. for real cause because it's really been happening already, so indeed, We're grateful for that. All right,
0: quickly, give us information on how to get in touch with you and the event that's coming. Peace.
1: Okay, um, uh, you can get in touch with us um, directly by email at lovefednhv at gmail dot com, and um, the event coming up on May fifth with ZBOSO is going to be um. I mean, just a collaboration with them. We do plan on doing more events with them just because of the nature of both organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're launching their brand and and we'll be doing workshops about what their brand is going to be, um, you know, about. Yeah. basically. And we're going to have gardening activities, educational games, mm-hmm. going to have some food. It's going to be a good time outside. Mm-hmm. We'll whole, have things you know. for your
2: garden also. Right. And, and Indeed.
1: And little demos here and there um, in the garden and cooking. Mm -hmm. um as far because a love a big part of the program is too is like we wanted to teach people how to cook with wellness in mind Mm -hmm. not just garden because then you're like how do i make this yeah full process so yeah it's gonna be fun (laughs) indeed fun-filled day
0: i thank you love fed new haven (laughs) thank you for coming on and feeding me (laughs) (laughs) and educating me and making me someone who is seriously thinking about Becoming a part of your organization. Yay. <laughs> D, you already are. I really, yes. I really, I really, <laughs> yay, I want to be.
1: Yes.
0: Nice. nice so, really. Raven Blake, Deshaun Harris, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. For and having being patient you. with me in Jeez, getting that. set up this <laughs> afternoon. Backs, backs. And really sharing your information yes, and backs. letting folks know that you are here. I appreciate it. Indeed. Appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Appreciate you Appreciate all. Viewers, You've been listening to the show on WNHLP 103.5 FM broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. And of course, we're streaming on TuneIn radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook live. All you have to do is go to facebook.com New Haven Independent or just go to your own Facebook page and look us up. This has been the show. yay (laughs) (laughs) how do we do you just (laughs) sign off you ever seen the show with fellas on the mic with one minute rhymes that don't come out right? right? They fight. They never write. That's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight, on the very mic, you're about to hear. We swear, the best star rappers of the year. year. So, so, up, yell, scream, Brabble. bravo. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show.